that awareness can really help us get ready to tune into a new possibility of taking the great things with us, but leaving the other things that aren't as aligned behind. Welcome to the Incremental Upgrade. I'm your host, Jen Gray, and I know what it's like to feel frustrated when things aren't quite working out the way you had in mind. Luckily, I figured out that big changes come one small win at a time, and mindset makes everything easier. Whether you're creating something new or releasing something that no longer serves you, I can relate. And it's such a good feeling to let it all unfold one inspired action at a time. So that's what I have for you. Something simple you can do for your healthy, happy life today. Well, hello and welcome to the Incremental Upgrade podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gray. I'm an educator, a lifelong student of all things personal development, and also, of course, the host of this podcast, who's super happy you're here today. Welcome back to my returning friends. And if this is your very first time joining us, then a special welcome to you too. On this show, I share practical strategies, quick wins, and clarity questions to help you and me, for that matter, make little changes that make a big difference. Today's episode is about changing jobs, which is a no small change in and of itself. It might actually be one of the biggest changes we can make. However, it's a big change that comes one small piece at a time. And one of those pieces that's highly underrated is actually taking the time to reflect on what we really want for ourselves. So before we dive into the episode, if you found your way here because you're feeling like something needs to change for you, then I'm super excited to invite you to join me for a totally free five-day challenge to reimagining that reality in what you want, what the problem is, creating something new, releasing what no longer serves you, and also taking inspired action. I know that life gets a little crazy sometimes, which is why I also think that you deserve to have that conversation with yourself in a way that feels positive, practical, and productive. So that's exactly what we're going to do in this challenge. And the way we're going to do it is two short and sweet clarity questions at a time over the course of five days. So you can reconnect with your own inner knowing and start making the positive changes that feel right for you. You can find that five-day challenge for free in the show notes below or at jengray.com forward slash challenge. And on that note, speaking of changes and challenges, Let's dive into this episode on job change pitfalls to avoid. We're continuing our conversation from the last episode, episode 21, on three red flags that it might be time to change jobs. So we're going to go a little deeper on that today because it's a big topic. And I intentionally titled that last episode, Red Flags That It Might Be Time to Change Jobs, Not that it definitively is time to change jobs. One, because I'm not here to tell you what to do. And two, because this is a big decision that goes way beyond just checking boxes. So even if you felt like the red flags we talked about last time were or are present, there are probably a lot of other factors to feel into. And as we process all that, there are also some pitfalls to be aware of. 
which are on my radar right now because I've changed jobs and career paths entirely several times and made exactly 100% of these mistakes at one point or another in the past. And I would like to avoid making them again this time. So I thought I'd share with you as well in case you can relate. So in today's episode, as we look at these four potential pitfalls, we'll also unpack a couple pieces of misguided advice, in my humble opinion, that can end up creating frustration or judgment or even regret, and a couple alternatives to consider, including an awareness that everyone's decision-making process is different, and also, of course, a couple clarity questions to help you connect with your own inner authority and to make as little or as big of a change as feels right for you. The purpose of this episode is not to talk you into or out of anything, but rather to help you feel at peace with whatever changes or decisions you ultimately make. So on that note, let's jump in with job change pitfall number one, which is to mistake the presence of a particular deal breaker for an impossible problem and to then burn the whole thing down when there's something we don't like. If we like our jobs overall, then some of these problems may very well be solvable, and I think we'd be wise to have an awareness that, while complaining isn't super productive, offering a solution may very well be, and it might get us to a place where the benefits can outweigh the costs again. It might not, but it never hurts to ask. One of the examples I mentioned last week was the pickup situation at the school where I work now, where standing outside for 45 minutes in the 115 degree heat was pretty much making me lose my will to live. (laughs) And it's funny now, but it was not funny at the time. So I'm glad I asked if I could trade off with someone halfway because that one little request significantly improved the quality of my day this past year. Rewind 13 or 14 years or so, however, where I had a great job making twice as much as I make now as a teacher at a super aligned for me nonprofit, and I walked away over something that in hindsight was probably a pretty solvable problem, and I kind of wish I'd at least tried to offer a solution looking back because I quite frankly torched a lot of bridges in the process, and that doesn't feel great. It's really easy for me at least, to want to react when I feel defensive, but in recognizing where I've done that in the past without actually consulting the inner compass first, and maybe you can relate, we have an opportunity there to choose differently next time and let it sit for a little while so we can choose how to respond from a more intentional place. I'm really striving for this right now in raising some other concerns that did not go in my favor and also in acknowledging some other realities of working in the education system that I need more time to noodle on, and that's okay. You are allowed to take your time to let the whole situation process. We're going to talk more about your unique decision-making authority in a minute in the context of one of the other pitfalls, but suffice it to say for now that a pitfall we can avoid is not doing our due diligence to address the problems that are making us want to move on if there's more to like than to dislike overall. Another potential pitfall, in my humble opinion, is thinking that if our job isn't our passion, then it's not in alignment. Not that there's anything wrong with having a job we are passionate about, of course, that's a wonderful place to be, 
But what's also a perfectly awesome place to be is having a job that we like overall that holds space for our passions to be part of our lives in some way. Maybe it's in the form of work-life boundaries that allows us to pursue the things we're really passionate about in our own time. And or maybe it's making it financially possible to do the thing that we love to do. Or maybe there are some tasks in our job that are totally within our zone of genius that we feel great doing, even if we're not necessarily in an industry that we're directly passionate about, if that makes sense. I'm reading Elizabeth Gilbert's book called Big Magic right now about living a happier creative life. And one of her big points that was a big aha moment for me is that putting so much pressure on our passions to support us can actually take the joy out of them and defeat the purpose. And that really landed with me because I have put this pressure on my own passions many times. (laughs) There was a time when I was all-consumingly passionate about certain causes public policy-wise to the point that I decided to pursue that managing marketing campaigns or full-on political campaigns And on bank account paper, it was really successful at first until the day-to-day reality of living in a super hateful, divisive, political, social media space was making me resent pretty much everything, including a cause I used to be really passionate about. And maybe that was a lesson I needed to learn that I could have convictions without them having to publicly define me and or financially support me. Or maybe just that feeling indignant all the time didn't feel very good and had completed its purpose so I could let that go and pivot into the next path in my career. My job situation certainly isn't perfect now either, but it is better in a lot of ways. And I love that I can do the kinds of organizing, detail-oriented things I like to do in relative peace within the work-life boundaries to have this podcast. I don't know what the future holds, but for the time being, I'm pouring into this just because I like it and I'm passionate about it, and that feels pretty good. Having been self-employed for a long time before, I can't help myself but to entertain the thought that maybe I'd like to spend all my time in this space, but that previous experience definitely gives me a little bit of pause because I can't imagine hating personal development practices because that's the one consistent passion I've had my entire adult life, so that would make me really sad. So one of the clarity questions I'm considering now that we might consider together is how could we earn more money, if that's what you want, doing more of the things we like to do with less of the things we don't like to do that ultimately create space for the things we're passionate about, whether they're directly work-related or not? That question just got really long. So maybe we could break it down a little bit to, okay, what do I like to do? What do I not like to do? And where could I get closer to that and hold space for my passions at the same time? Just because your job isn't necessarily your ultimate passion does not mean that you've somehow fallen short or that you can't be living in alignment. If you feel like you're within your integrity at work and having that job is either making your other passions possible and or not precluding you from pursuing them, that's great. If your job is your passion, that's great too. 
I just want you to know that you don't need to feel lesser than if it's not, because there are some upsides to that too. Another pitfall out there I feel like I'd be remiss not to address is this advice I see all the time to make a judgment call that if it's not a heck yes, then it's a heck no, because that decision-making process is just not correct for everyone. Some people are designed that way, that when it's time to make a decision, they just have a gut feeling pretty quickly. And if that's you, that's an awesome superpower to have. But if it's not you, that's okay too, because a lot of the world does not work that way and might need to put that decision in the crock pot for a while or talk it out with someone else just to have that sounding board or really listen for intuitive hits or give a verbal mm-hmm or mm-mm to yes-no questions. And it really just depends on your authority. So specifically, if you're not already familiar with human design, this is a really awesome thing to explore that made me feel super validated in my own emotional crockpot process when I realized that I was just made that way. And being able to honor that process now, as opposed to mistaking it for some sort of weakness, makes the decisions that come out on the back end feel much more aligned in the long run. I don't know about you, but when I've made short-term snap judgments on long-term big decisions, work-related or otherwise, there were times when I felt really unsettled and anxious about the result. So if you have emotional authority like me, we need to put big decisions in that emotional crockpot for a while to feel at peace with whatever result comes out, and that's okay. New experiences are going to continue to add into our equation and shift how we feel about things in one direction or the other, and maybe a little bit of both in the same day sometimes, and that's okay too. The point is that clarity doesn't always come overnight, and you don't have to make this decision today. One of my intentions in creating this show and the five-day challenge specifically is to help you connect with your own inner authority and help share ideas and open doors that support you in that. And the seven kinds of authority in human design is such an interesting topic that, as I'm looking at the length of this episode, would probably be a great thing for us to discuss in the next episode so you can really lean into your own individual process as you make whatever decisions you're facing, whether it's work-related or otherwise. And on that note, the final pitfall for our purposes here together today is relying solely on pros and cons lists to make a decision that's correct for us. We're all economists to a certain extent in constantly considering where the benefit outweighs the cost and vice versa, but where pros and cons lists can become a pitfall is in keeping the decision isolated at the mental level because not all pros and cons are weighted equally, and some might be a lot more meaningful or important to us than others. So I think it's important to consider quality over quantity and look beyond just the length of the list, for example, and notice how these various factors really make us feel. We might have a long list of things we love, but a couple unresolvable deal breakers, or there might be a long list of things that really get on our nerves, but the core few that are totally aligned and not all those line items are created equal. 
I feel super aligned with my parenting priorities right now and the awesome colleagues and energy of appreciation that I like to have with my work. But there are some other pieces like money and a few other things where I'm feeling enough discomfort that I do need to evaluate what's ultimately going to be best for me and my family. And like we mentioned in pitfall number three, Part of my process is to be patient and notice other possibilities and see how they feel and let all that settle over time. We can talk more about this in the next episode on decision-making authority, but something I find super interesting is that the only two centers in human design that do not have decision-making authority are the two at the mental level, which ironically is where a lot of us tend to make decisions via pros, cons, lists, etc. that might be bypassing our real inner knowing that lives somewhere else. Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't think about things and that our minds shouldn't engage and inform and participate in the process. It's just that that's not our ultimate decision-making superpower. So a close cousin clarity question alternative I've found super enlightening more than once recently that I thought I'd share with you is to assume that some sort of pivot is going to take place and ask ourselves instead, what do I like about my current situation that I want to take with me? And what do I dislike about this that I'm ready to leave behind? In my case, I really like working outside the home. I really like having work-life boundaries and doing something that feels to me like it matters and having a schedule that aligns with my parenting priorities. And I love having awesome colleagues and being part of a team and having a 401k and health insurance and seasonal breaks are a major bonus too. (laughs) I love appreciative families And being in a role where I get to thrive on attention to detail and organizing chaos, which are actually things I really enjoy. So I'm super grateful that I learned in this role that I love all those things and want to take that with me in whatever comes next. I also learned that I really don't like dealing with really disrespectful behavior and sometimes being subject to something that I don't necessarily think is in the best interest of the people involved and also making less money than I see on starting rate signs at Chick-fil-A, which I find to be a social slash educational absurdity, quite frankly. But the point is that that awareness has really helped me get ready to tune into a new channel where I'm open to the possibility of taking the great things with me, but leaving the other things that aren't as aligned behind. And I really hope that letting your own answers to that question, what you like that you want to take with you and what you don't like that you're ready to leave behind, I really hope that will help you do the same. As a quick recap of today's episode, when we find ourselves feeling like it might be time to change jobs, that can open us up to a lot of exciting opportunities and possibilities but there are also some pitfalls we might want to avoid. Potential pitfall number one we might want to consider is to burn down a good thing over a problem that may very well have a solution. And what we can do instead is to try offering one if that's the case and see what happens. Pitfall number two 
is to assume that if a job isn't our biggest passion in life, that it's not in alignment for us, because it may be that putting that much pressure on our passion may end up taking some of the joy out of it, and that a job that holds space for our passions or makes our passions possible in some other way might make us just as happy. Pitfall number three is to assume that if a job isn't a heck yes, it's a heck no. That thought process works for some people, but it's not correct for everyone, so there's usually no need to time pressure ourselves into making a snap judgment. And if it's more aligned for us to put that big decision in the emotional crockpot for however long it needs to be there, or to talk it out with a sounding board friend, or whatever it might be, that's totally fine. And we will talk more about those authorities in the next episode, so be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Last but not least, pitfall-wise, pros and cons lists have pros and cons, because it's great to have an awareness of what's working and what's not working, but not all factors are created equal. There's a quality over quantity consideration here, and also when we put all that pressure to make the right decision at the mental level, when our real decision-making authority actually lives somewhere else in the body, we might be missing out on our real inner knowing. So especially if you are a rational reflector type like me, what we can try instead is a clarity question that lets the mind participate and inform the process, but that also invites in a little emotional clarity and intuition at the same time, which might sound something like, what do I love about my current situation that I want to take with me? And what do I dislike or maybe even hate that I'm ready to leave behind? And the purpose of that question and today's episode is not to talk you into anything or out of anything, but rather to help you feel at peace with whatever decision you ultimately make. You can find more clarity questions along those lines in the brand new five-day challenge brought to you by this podcast to help support you in getting clear on changes you might want to make in a way that feels authentic and aligned for you. So if you'd like to go a little deeper and spend a little time having that conversation with yourself, you can find that challenge for free in the show notes down below this episode or at jengray.com forward slash challenge. So if you do find yourself feeling like it's time for a change, then be sure to sign up for the challenge before the end of this episode, unless you're driving, of course, in which case it'll still be there whenever you get where you're going. If you've already done that and or you know someone who's in a similar boat and thinking about making a change at work, then the next thing you can do is text a link or screenshot of this episode and share it with them. You can also leave a quick review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you happen to be listening because your kind words really matter not only to me, but also to other people who listen to podcasts. The incremental upgrade kindly abstains from social media because I think real conversations are way more important than any algorithm, and I'm grateful for that and for you for tuning in today and also for hanging out all the way to the end of this episode. 
if you do find yourself feeling like it might be time to make a change at work specifically, you might also enjoy our last episode, episode 21 on red flags that it might be time for a new job if you haven't heard it already. I'll link that up in the show notes also. And if you're feeling indecisive or maybe just a little unsettled about the whole thing in the meantime, then just know that you are definitely not alone And I'm wishing you the clarity and the patience to trust that it's all unfolding exactly as it should. Thanks again for tuning in today, and I will see you soon for our next episode. Bye for now. Thanks again for tuning in today. Did you like this episode? If so, I'd love if you shared it with a friend. You can also subscribe to get new episodes automatically and share your thoughts in a quick review. Before you go, check out the show notes below for links to all the resources we talked about today, including your first human design consult free at jennnray.com.